Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter. I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter. This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows. And maybe some of our second favorites, too. I always think uh, I know what to say, you know? When it yeah. comes up, but I'm always, when it comes time for the episode, I'm like, darn it, I forgot what I was going to bring up during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, just, I, I like it when you start us off with some kind of, you know, banter. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I always hear notes throughout the week, like, oh, this would be fun. Oh, little, yeah. This would be fun little banter to start off the episode, but then it comes down to it. And like, when it's time for us to do the episode... I'm always like, oh, what was I going to say? Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I um, do. I, I, I mean, the only thing I, I'm thinking is uh, it's freaking football season. <laughs> it's freaking football <laughs> That's what season. I'm thinking. What, it's freaking What are you most excited season. about for the football season? All of it. All of it? Yeah, just, I mean, even that it's just in the fall, just, you know? Just in the fall. So, like, are, just, so what are you excited? Are you excited for football, or are you excited that football means fall? Or are you excited that fall means football? Are we recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> been recording for like two minutes now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for telling me. I said um, I was going to hit record. <laughs> man, I mean, I love football. Y- yeah, we're diving into this right now. What What about the football? Just the game? Like, <laughs> what are you most excited about football this season? Well, I am excited to watch the Lions. Well, I think they had a great season, and they're turning things around. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about it. Oh well, I'm, I'm excited. excited for this season. I'm excited yeah. for the Lions too. I'm excited for fantasy football. I love fantasy football. Yeah. Do you like fantasy yeah. football or you we just, just do it? I do. No, I do. I like it. What I is, like it. What's I like just try? I don't know a lot, mm-hmm. but I like to try to figure stuff out and mm-hmm. learn about the players and make some good moves and you know. I've already made some good I, moves in our league. Nice. Well, what? uh uh, what's your team name? Tell everybody your team name. Oh, it's La La Land. La La Land. Because why? Yeah, it was Lawrence. is my quarterback. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Yes. The quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars is your quarterback. <laughs> that's right. So you did a play on his La name. La La Land is, yeah. La, yeah, I think that's good. I came up with it fast, too. That's good. I think it's brilliant. You know... uh, Brandon's team, he's got a lot of good names. And, uh, you know, his is named just Brandon's Genius Team or whatever. And, right, yeah. And I sent him a list the other day. I was just looking at it, and I was like, I'm just going to send you a list of names. And uh, so he's got Brock Purdy. So I said, looking Purdy good. <laughs> oh, that's his a good team. one. Or, yeah. or Purdy Fly for a white guy. He's, oh, he's got, uh, okay. I forgot who, but it's Brown is the name. So I Brown streaks in my pants and, oh. and then, <laughs> <laughs> then he has Metcalf. So I said Metcalf strain, you know, cause like a calf. Oh strain. yeah. And then he's got Ridley. So I did Ridley me this like riddle me this. Oh, okay. He's got That's Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He's yeah. got Saquon Barkley. So I said Barkley like a dog. <laughs> okay. And he's got Jones, yeah. and I I put Jones in for a win, and then oh, he's I like got that. he's got Hubbard. Come up with that I came up with all these? of these. To my knowledge, I came oh. up with all of these. I was just listing okay. them off. I was like, first thing that comes to my mind, I'm doing this. And That's then good. he's got Hubbard, so I said Hubbard in the cupboard. <laughs> I don't know why that one makes me laugh though. And then <laughs> he has a kicker on his team named McLaughlin. So oh. I put Mick laugh out loud instead of 
McLaughlin, you know, McLaugh out loud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. I see that. Yeah. There's some good ones in there. I think so too. And of course, my guy, I have a, a Sam Laporta. The Lions tight end. Oh, yeah. Tell them. Tell them. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I have Laporta Johns. That's my that's my team name, Laporta Johns. And, I like it. And my I team like photo it. is of a, a Porta John. So I think it's. As it should be. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. So <laughs> it was like meant to be for me to draft Sam Laporta so I can name my fantasy team Laporta Johns. So that's pretty good. I have yeah. to give it to you. How's it's that for good. banter? How's that for banter? It's good. <laughs> it was good. So pretty good. Pretty let's, good. L- let's do. <laughs> it. I think we should do introductions, right? Even though it's in our intro, I, I feel like I've been listening to podcasts and they always have like little introductions. So I am Brad. Hi, Brad. Hi. And then you're <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. And you're I'm, listening to the TV We Love podcast. So thanks for listening. That's right. And thanks if, for listening. And if you enjoy our fantasy football talk, go ahead and give us five stars <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe to us. But we don't talk about football. We talk about television shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this week we are covering The Office Season 5, Episode 7, according to Peacock. Uh, and it's titled Customer Survey. Yeah. Yeah. And it aired. It aired November, November 6th. Oh, you got this note? You want 2008. to? 2008. Look right. at me go. Look at you got go. Got that one. Do you got the I IMDb know. rating? No, I oh left that God. to you. Baby steps. All right. It was rated 8.4 <laughs> on the IMDb. And I have okay. a summary for this. You want to hear a summary? I would love it. Okay. Dwight and Jim believe that something is suspicious about their low performance, their low customer performance ratings. After consulting with Angela, Andy finds the perfect site for their wedding, Dwight's Beet Farm. And the the original uh, runtime for the episode was 21 minutes, 53 seconds. But of course, we are covering the... Super fan cut, which is 28 minutes, 12 seconds long. So not as long as the previous ones, but you're still getting, you know, like a good six and a half minutes of uh, extra footage in this episode. So, okay. So it was exciting. And this episode was directed by the co executive producer, uh, Steve Merchant from uh, the British office. He's the co-creator of the British office, of course, with Ricky Gervais. And the writer of this episode was a Mr. Lester Lewis. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. You ready to dive into this beast? Let's do it. Okay. So Dwight punches Michael in the shoulder, thinking that Michael got engaged to Holly last week, which, of course, he did not. Now the whole gang is in the office wanting to know the details, and he tells a very elaborate story about how he proposed. <laughs> yep. This story Every, Everyone's was, gathered around everyone is into get, it. And excited. No, no one looks like they're believing Michael's story either. And it's like <laughs> Holly was choking on the ring, and he knows CPR, so he starts performing the Heimlich, which is two separate things, which is funny. Right. Uh, the ring shoots out and bounces off of something and somehow lands on her finger, and it's a million-to-one shot. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> he delivers that so well. He does deliver it so well. And then... Uh, Andy's like, hey, I got an idea. How about we do a double wedding? And of course, Michael's like, no, we would never do that. And if we did, we would do it with Jim and Pam. And then Jim quickly says, no, we would never do that. And then Michael looks back at Andy and says, see? (laughs) (laughs) So then they want to know if he he told his mom uh, that he got engaged. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I didn't tell her yet. So they make him call his mom. He does. And then... Uh, she, of course, doesn't believe him. He, you know, he's like, hey, mom, I'm engaged. And she's like, no, you're not. He's like, you always say yeah. that every time I call. And then she's like, are you engaged? And he's like, nope. 
<laughs> Psych. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. I like in um, Daryl's little talking head, though, he's like, nuh uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> he's like, did Michael get engaged? Nuh uh. I was there. Nope. And he's, he, yeah. What he, what he, he said something like, I don't believe in therapy or whatever, but I would dive into my own pocket to cover this man's copay or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something, something to, to that extent. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was funny. Anyway, that was it the was. cold open. So do you have anything to add there for the cold open? Oh, just, I, it made me laugh when Kelly came in with her wedding dress. He's like, oh, Boy, that's that right. Fast. That's right. She did. Yeah. She had to have been the first person to know that he got engaged or that he didn't get engaged, but she had to have ordered that dress. <laughs> and well, I don't know what the hell Michael was thinking, but it's like, Hey, I got engaged. You can get a bridesmaid dress and you can pick any color you want. So one it's Holly, Holly would decide if she's a bridesmaid and two, yeah. Holly would decide the color. So there's like two no, no's there. Like, I know it was, I, it was just funny because yeah, it seemed like she ran just, to, like, to the store, yeah. got a dress, yes. came back in the amount of time that he gave his little steal. <laughs> yeah, that was... It, I don't know. It was just funny. It was a whole, good gag. Yeah, the whole thing was just crazy absurd. But it's like when you break yeah. it down, it's like even crazier. So yeah, I looked up who's the first person that people usually tell when they get engaged. Who do you think the first person is? I think there's a little bit of a tie here. but. <sighs> I think like maybe siblings oh. might tell your brother or sister. Interesting. The number one or answer. Or best friend. I don't know. Also interesting. That's not a bad guess. They are on the list, but the number one in order of who you should tell is your children if you have them. And if you, Okay. Well, if, yeah. If you don't yeah. have children, tell your parents first. Then you tell your siblings, then you tell your BFFs, then you tell everyone else. This is the time that everyone else is time for like the the social media post, you know. Right. And I agree with that list. I think that's a good order. Yeah. No, I would agree too. I would agree too. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard of siblings talking to each other and being like hey when are you gonna tell mom you know right or yeah i don't know i just i mean i don't have there's there's definitely room yeah there's definitely room and circumstances in which this list would be different but assuming everything is is uh how everything should be in a perfect world i guess this is the order that they yeah they say so okay that was a good deep dive i like that yeah so now uh, Kelly is in Michael's office. She hints that she wants reimbursed for the dress. And Michael's like, yeah. here, let me help you with that. She's like got a stack of folders and stuff. She's like, oh, and what's this? It's the receipt for my dress. And uh, Michael's like, here, let me take that for you. And then, you know, of course, she's thinking, great. He's going to take the bait. He's going to pay, pay for it. Yeah, no, yeah. he just throws the receipt away. I love that. Uh, and then she hands him the employee customer surveys. And yeah. Jim's and talking. So pretty much. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, and then Jim's talking head reveals uh, he's they affect the bonus, like uh, the customer service uh, surveys affect the bon- yes. bonuses that all the salesmen get. Yes. Did you did you have something there? I didn't mean to cut you off or anything. Oh no, I not really. I mean, I was just going to elaborate that the this whole entire episode really revolves around the them getting the results of the customer satisfaction surveys that she's bringing in. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it more as it comes, but there's, I don't know, okay. a lot of, a lot of character <laughs> development. I feel like that was kind of sneaky yeah. throughout this episode. Yeah. yeah, that's, that is true. There's uh, some character development here, uh, especially yeah. on uh, Kelly's part too. Yes. Um, now, Pam is in New York, and she reveals that her and Jim have the tiniest Bluetooth, and they'll be talking all day since the company kind of frowns on them talking on the phone. So they're secretly going to be talking all day. So Yes. 
which I think is fine. And honestly, they're it, it, the bulk of the day. Like every time they show Pam, she's legitimately working. You know. Yeah. So it, it's not like she's slacking off talking on the phone. So I, I think that's good. Jim is going through his work day, but he's not necessarily working all day. So. Right. But, but do I we ever really see them like just picking up the phone and hanging out on the phone for a half hour several times a day? Yeah. I feel like they were more productive with it in their ear, probably. Do we ever really see Jim work <laughs> at work? I you feel know, like there's doesn't do much. There's diversity day and yeah. but he misses it. Uh the big sale that he's supposed to have from season two. He missed or season one, diversity day. Right. And he misses the big sale and Dwight ends up getting the big sale. Other than that, he does a couple road trips, like outgoing calls, but we don't see much uh in the office work from Jim. Like we see Dwight no. make calls we assume Phyllis and Stanley are, are doing work and we assume Andy's doing work even though he's notably the worst salesman there is. Uh, but we'd never really see Jim do work. He's just screwing around or talking to receptionist or, you know, whatever else. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't feel like I see Andy do much work either, but I feel like everyone else has their moments. Even Kelly, it looks like a lot of times she's yeah. actually doing something. Yeah. So, I don't know. Back in but I nook. can't really point out nothing that I mean, comes to mind. We as assume far as Jim Andy. is a, Yeah, we assume Jim is a competent person, but what is documented right. in the show is yeah. he doesn't no, I actually do unless he's going out of the office. I feel like most of his work looks like it's done out of the office. Yeah. yeah. That's just yeah. an observation. Sure. I like Jim just fine, <laughs> although I have to say Jim throughout this episode looks disgusting. He looks oily. His hair looks sweaty. It's just, I, I, I mean, and Jim's a fine-looking guy, but this particular episode is is a key episode where he looks kind of sweaty, like or huh. oily. I wonder or, if it was or greasy, hot. Maybe it was hot in there. When it was could, it? But there's, shot? Uh, was it in the summer? I mean, it aired in November, so we have to. I mean, but it's in California, so but we have to assume it's at least you know, late September, early October yeah. when they're filming. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it was purpose on purpose. I or... don't know. There's, there's few episodes throughout the series where Jim just looks a little bit gross. And this is one of those episodes. Huh. So, uh, but now I know we... you, you do bring that up a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, now we see, uh, Dwight is in Michael's office and he tries to put his feet up on the desk and Michael, of course, quickly shoots that down. Uh, and then Dwight has a talking head where he buys his own paper and that paper feeds his bonus. And when he gets a bigger bonus, he buys more paper and eventually he will be able to buy so much paper that he will be able to retire from it. And then he will write a memoir when he's retired and he will use the paper that he bought to print out his books. So, yeah. Yep. But it's it, so elaborate. It is very elaborate. And this <laughs> is like season eight when Andy's the boss too. Andy wants them to buy paper, get high on their own supply. So I, I think this is kind of amazing. This talking head is part of the super fan cut. This, this talking head's not oh, in okay. the original air episode. I wondered. So, yeah. but they do a slight callback to this in season eight when Andy is trying to boost sales numbers and he wants everybody to, uh, buy their own paper and Andy can't keep buying paper because he's running out of money and space to put the paper. So, but that's right. That's in season eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. It turns out Dwight has a bad review and he thinks Michael could be joking, but Michael's like, if I was joking, you'd be laughing. Are you laughing? And Dwight is like, impossible for me to tell. I can't see myself. So Michael says, you're not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah. I know when I'm laughing most of the time. So Right. And then yeah. Dwight has a talking head about how a hawk, uh, would a mouse give a hawk? Uh, he compares himself to a hawk and would a mouse leave a good review <laughs> for a hawk and would the hawk yep. even care? But 
of course, secretly the hawk does care because Dwight kind of uh, he doesn't cry, but he's like, I've got work to go do. So yeah, yeah, he's upset. He's very upset. He becomes like overly focused yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Which, I mean, Just... he's a perfectionist, though. You know. Right. Yeah. So now Pam is being super annoying on the Bluetooth headset. She's constantly like a little kid. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you yeah. doing now? And Jim is playing along, though. He's a good sport. He's like, I'm looking for a coffee mug. I found a coffee mug. Now I'm filling up the coffee mug. So, which is, which is yeah. funny. And now the coffee mug belongs to Andy, and Andy has a horrible possession issue. That's his uh, cup, you know, and he I wants it I mean, it does have his face on it. Yeah, I clearly it's his cup. I feel weird using a mug with someone else's face on it. I would feel weird about anybody... Uh, using anybody's mug, I, like I would, I would just want to use my stuff. If I brought a coffee mug, I would want to use it. I wouldn't want anybody else to use it. However, if somebody else was using my mug, I would not be freaking out like Andy is no. freaking out. And yeah. Andy freaks out either later in this season or in season six when uh, Aaron uses his coffee mug. He's he has a little freak out, and that's a super fan cut too. So we will be covering that. So nice, but yeah, okay. and you can tell he struggles with it. Like he likes Aaron, he doesn't want to be the way that he is, but at the same time, she's using his coffee mug and he still freaks out. So, <laughs> right, yeah, um, yeah. And I wanted to know: is there a fear of someone using your mug? Uh, but the no, cl- I don't care. Okay. Or, or you mean is there a is there a? <laughs> All right, I can a... skip it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah, I was looking up if there was an actual phobia oh, of somebody I using. You were asking me. No. I thought you were asking me. Okay. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. No, I Let's don't care. Uh, there's not a legit phobia of somebody using okay. coffee cups, but flitzaniophobia is the fear uh-huh. of cups itself. That's the oh, closest that's, that's the closest I could find is a fear of cups. Flitz F L I T Z A N I P H O B I A. Flitzanophobia. Flitzen. Okay. Yeah. So that's a fear of cups. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty weird. So that's a thing. That is a thing. Jim is now at his desk talking to quote himself about Dwight. It's an awesome exchange with Dwight overhearing. He's like, who are you talking to? You know? And yeah, uh, he's talking to Pam. Well, Pam's not here obviously. And then, uh, it doesn't, you know, cause Jim's about to go in and get his scores. Right. Right. And, and yeah. uh, so he's like, I love you. Good luck or wish me luck and Dwight's like no and he's like thank you or something like that cuz Pam's on the other <laughs> end and she wishes him luck right. so yep yep what do you think i'm saying <laughs> and Jim's like i'm not talking <laughs> to you so during this time Andy is looking up tentists and tentists yes. offer a variety of luxury tents some with clear tops they also offer tent accessories such as lighting flooring staging the tent even air conditioning or heating in the average price of a tent for something such as a wedding reception would cost anywhere between $500 and $20,000. What? Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I just don't feel like it's necessary for me you know it's not necessary part of me is thinking i've been to weddings and i've seen these kind of things and they can be really pretty you know and add some shelter for people from the sun i think it's actually kind of a good uh alternative to like a ballroom or something or uh a leisure hall you know Especially if the weather is naturally nice, I think a tent right. would be really nice. Uh, no, they're nice. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, but I don't know if they're twenty thousand dollars nice. I mean, if it's got air conditioning, I'd kind of be down. But <laughs> again, that just depends on the time of the year that you're getting married, you know. So yeah, Oof, and, I don't know, and and the natural climate of where you are getting married. Uh. So now Jim is in Michael's office and he has bad scores too. They're a poopy. <laughs> They're a poopy. They're a poopy. 
Uh, yes. That is according to Mike. Uh, Jim then is feeling insecure and he mutes Pam. Uh, Jim is smudge and arrogant, but doesn't he mean smug? And that's where the arrogance comes in. And then Jim tries to correct Michael a little bit more and he goes, and there's the smudgeness. So, uh, yeah. Now, Jim has a talking head uh, where he goes on to say where he needs a good bonus because he's trying to buy his parents' house, which will be right. a surprise for Pam, which we will talk about later. I want to ask you what do you feel about that, but I know we're going to cover it yeah. this season. So yes, we will be waiting to talk about that. Okay. So now, Jim I'll be and ready. <laughs> mark it in your calendars. It's coming up. I will. <laughs> uh, Jim and Dwight are now writing letters to their customers. Well, actually, Jim is writing. Well, they're both writing letters to their customers. Jim is writing it one way, and Dwight is uh, basically threatening them that he will. Uh, it's a prosecutable offense because it's a form of fraud to be lying on your customer survey. So. Right. And Jim's just like, yeah, two different approaches, which, I mean, I guess he's right. Um, And then they must go with Mike for retraining, which I thought was kind of funny. uh, Yeah. Because Michael is like, I've taught them everything they know, and now they need to be retrained. And the things that are unteachable, I must now teach them. So. Yes. it, it It was perfectly worded from Michael. So, Definitely. So Jim is going to be the client and Dwight is going to be the salesman. And of course, this is an iconic moment in the office. This is. Yes, I love this whole thing. Yep. Jim takes on the persona of William M. Butlicker and Dwight is blowing <laughs> the call. Uh, Jim needs him to speak up. Jim gets angry. Uh, basically, Dwight yells out. But liquor, our prices have never been lower. And then <laughs> Jim is like, how dare you yell at me? And then Michael steps and he's like monitoring the whole thing. I love how serious all three of these guys I are taking too. it. It is an I awesome exchange. It. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect. And then so finally, yes. uh, Jim is like, I need to speak to your manager. Michael takes the phone and he's like, this is Michael Scott, regional manager. How can I help you? And and. Uh, William M. Butlicker is willing to buy $1 million worth of paper. And Michael and Dwight get super excited by this. And then Jim is like, but there's one thing you have to do first. You have to fire the salesman that was being rude to me. (laughs) And Dwight (laughs) is like, don't do it, Michael. Don't do it. And then Michael's like, it's a million dollar sale. (laughs) Right. So it was it was just the perfect exchange. I love this whole It was. And yeah, I mean, I feel like as ridiculous as it was, it it also was effective or it could be effective like to have those role-playing moments to like, I agree. train someone. I agree. You know? I, I think moments because, like that would be perfect for training. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. It was, it was hilarious how serious they all were. It just made it that much more. Yeah, it, it really is one of the more iconic moments of the it entire is. series, yep. too. So I, yeah. I've seen that clip passed around so many times uh, Yeah, on the socials. Uh, oh, yeah. Andy is now showing Angela the tent. She is not happy about this. She reluctantly agrees and lays out specific terms that are acceptable about how there must be a barn and you must be able to see the stars after laying in the hay and <laughs> right through the, see the stars through the the slats because there's missing boards you can see the stars through them or something like that yeah and andy's yeah. very suspicious uh even though he's a dope and he's like do you have anywhere uh specific you're thinking of and She's she's like no, but anywhere in a five to ten mile radius will be acceptable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, was it five to ten? In my I, mind, I was thinking five to eight. Yeah, five to eight is probably right. Yeah. Um. So Andy gets, and I was thinking, wow, his farm's pretty close. It is really close. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah, it is. It's, it must just be outside of town because it's a, right. a rather large farm, and it looks like he lives yeah. in the country. Yeah. Um, exactly. You want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. We'll be right back. You got to lance a boil or something? No, the boils are lanced. I have to check the stitching. 
the gauze. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to pack it with gauze. That's always a weird oh, thing to say. Yummy. Pack my wound with gauze. All right. Ooh. All right, we'll be All right, right back. You do that. Okay. Okay, uh, we're back. All right, welcome back. So, where we left off on the show, uh, Jim is now walking outside looking for Dwight, which confuses me. Why is Jim going outside looking for Dwight? Why does Jim want to look for Dwight? Did Dwight send for Jim? Like, they don't say. Yeah, I, Jim is they just don't outside say. looking they don't for say. Dwight. Yeah. And then, for whatever reason, Dwight pulls around the corner, uh, and I didn't like even know there maniac. was. Yeah, I didn't even know there was room for a car on that side of the building in previous episodes. <laughs> it never looks like there's room for a car on on that side right. of the building. Uh, and then he just speeds up and into. What was he doing over there? <laughs> right, and he just speeds up, and uh, well, Jim gets in his car, and then he speeds up and pulls right into a parking spot. So, yeah, now they're. <clears throat> You know, uh, Jim. Jim thinks there there might be a conspiracy to this, and Dwight is like, "But who would benefit from this?" And Jim, right, of course, is right. a smartass, and he's like, and, e- "Either the mob or NASA." Right. And, go but ahead. they crank up the music. Yes, "Angel Is a Centerfold" by Jay Giles. Is it? Is it Angel? Is it Angel in a centerfold or Angel is a centerfold? Angel is a centerfold. I always thought it was Angel in a centerfold. My angel is a centerfold. My blood runs cold. No, I mean, I think you're right, but it's funny. All right. Um, The Jay Giles Band. I always thought the name was Jake Isles, but it's Jay (laughs) Giles. I, I mean, I can see that if you say it fast. Yeah. Say that, it real fast. Jay Giles. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I can hear it. My angel is the centerfold is the lyrics. I'm looking okay. it up right now. My Good. angel is the centerfold. Beautiful. Yeah. Now that you're, I mean, I that's the way I hear it but for some reason i th- always thought it was angel in a centerfold yeah you're wrong you would be wrong i know i know um i always get song the jake the, J- the jake isles band <laughs> um <laughs> jake they isles. uh they yeah. were freeze frame yeah also yeah you remember that one yeah he's got a bunch of hits <laughs> i love freeze frame hey rapunzel Hey, Reputa, Reputa Labuda, Reputa Labuda, let <laughs> yeah. me slip down your head, let me climb up your ladder of your love. Because this, this is what we were saying to you. <laughs> love comes once and one comes together, grab it fast because love ain't meant to last. Woo! Remember that song? I believe I must Sure. I must <laughs> I must have got lost. That's a good one. The live okay. version. The okay. live version of Must Have Got Lost. All right. That's a good I one. I will check it out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Never no, thought I don't know about that one. tomorrow. My dad, it, there's something about my dad's generation. My dad and one of his friends separately told me that Jay Giles was the best concert they'd ever seen in their life. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. So anyway, check out some Jay Giles and definitely the live version of Must Have Got Lost. Okay. It's amazing. Must have got lost. I must All have right. got lost. I remember one time that song was playing. I think when my dad told me that it was the best concert that he had ever seen, we were at a beach and a young girl person was, they had their, this is like in the 80s, of course, because I was a little kid. A younger person had their, younger, like 20s, had their boom box playing uh, at the beach, you know, like polluting the beach with their loud music, but right. it was good yeah, music. So yeah, it was okay. good music. So it wasn't a problem or it was our right. music, I guess. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was blasted out. My dad's like, this is Jay Giles. This is the best concert I've ever seen. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love it when songs bring back those exact moments. I think you about know? that all it's the so time. Cool. Yeah. Every time I hear a song, 
from like my childhood i'm like i remember what life was like when i heard this song yeah and, and then i get sad. all the time yeah oh <laughs> then i get sad that life isn't like that anymore so yeah um so was that song what was it called again must have got lost yes was that from the same album free spain no, I think that was later on. I, I think uh, Must Have okay. Got Lost was from the 70s, and Angel is a Centerfold is like an 80s song. So I remember it was yeah. it was Jake Owls uh, dancing around. Yeah, 1981. Yeah, are you looking it up to be exact? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the music video. in 1981. Yeah, I remember in the music video, it was him dancing around a classroom with a bunch of girls, but they were like in silky pajamas, like, shorts and shirts like that was their pajamas and they were wearing like you know baby baby doll nightgowns too i guess is what they're called i'm not entirely sure but they were just like dancing the the perimeter of the class it was a weird the 80s were weird man (laughs) they were awesome (laughs) i do not remember that that's I'm surprised. Come I used on, to watch MTV? so many music videos. Yes, no, all the time. No, no, no. I don't you know the song though, video. right? The one that you've been referring to? No, Angel is the Centerfold. You know that song, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the music video. Yeah. Angel is the Centerfold is the one where they're dancing oh. around the classroom. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I don't God. remember it. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Okay, anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. Andy finds Shrewd Farms, and Andy is psyched that his search is yeah. over. Uh, now, Dwight is on the phone with a client, and he tells him to shut up, which I thought was funny. He's like, hey, shut up. And uh, he's like, you hear that? And the customer's like, hear what? And he goes, there's breathing. And the customer's like, well, I'm breathing. And Dwight says, well, stop. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, he is convinced that somebody is listening and maybe it's Kelly. So he runs back there uh, to Kelly's uh, uh, nook, I guess, and he starts accusing her. Jim follows him back there and tries to calm down Dwight. Finally, Kelly is like, get out of my nook. And Pam on the Bluetooth is like, that's what she said. That's what she said. And, yeah, and, she was so excited yeah. about it. And the other thing is, uh, when Dwight's like, you know what I'm talking about, and Kelly's just like, you say that, and I almost never know what you're talking about. <laughs> so right. the way she said yeah. that made me laugh. Yeah, um, it, was, it was good. Dwight, it was a good Kelly episode. It is a good Kelly episode. Dwight is now taking apart his phone. Dwight would have seen all three gunmen, according to a talking head. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then he, if he was JFK, he he would have uh, he would have been more paranoid, and he would have right, seen and that all would have saved gunmen. his life. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then he would have killed himself. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> and then he would have yeah. killed himself, so history didn't change. But at the last second, he would dodge out of the bullet's way, and not this year, history. Maybe next. Better luck next year. So yeah. It was he's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now Jim tries to talk to Kelly in the break room, but she's short with him. Jim now suspects something is wrong. He goes up to Ryan at the receptionist well, desk. Well, Pam calls him out. Paul Pam calls it out. Yeah. She's like, There's something all right. She usually talks for fifteen minutes, you know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, rambles on. And yeah. So I think it's important that Pam called it out. Yeah. Pam gets credit for this. Pam has a, yes. a big presence in this episode for being in New York. She is in. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. She's got a I huge... think it was smart that they connected them with the, the Bluetooth yeah. device. Yeah. And at that time, those were hot, you know? Yeah. Like, just coming, getting hot. Definitely. Yeah. It was like truckers had Bluetooth and gamers and, and now cool people. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before so, the the pods, yeah. Before the pods. Uh, now Jim yep. acknowledges that Pam may be onto something. So now he goes and talks to Ryan, and Ryan is you know douchey like he is, and he's like, I used to play the politics game left and right. And then Jim sees the coffee cup, and right, uh, he's like, Hey, you got a coffee cup too? And he's like, Yeah, you got one. He's like, No, 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 I, I don't have one. He's like, No, no, you. We all got them for being at Kelly's AGT party. America's Got yeah. Talent. Uh, you yeah, were there. The I know you got one. Show. Yeah, the finale <laughs> show. I know you got one. And 
Jim's like, no. And Pam confirms that he should have went. But of course, Jim did not want to go. He wanted to spend time with uh, Pam. Right. Uh, and it turns out, it, well, Jim starts looking around and he sees that him and Dwight are the only ones not to show up to her party. And they're the only ones that don't have a coffee mug. <laughs> right. And so the bells go off. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, and now Light Jim bolts. rushes over to Dwight, and Jim it, it, it breaks the news to him that Dwight is right, and Dwight freaks out with excitement. He does a little dance. He does like a karate kick in <laughs> Phyllis's face, and then yeah. he gets serious, and he's like, let's go get her. Let's go get her. Yep. Let's go get her. Yeah, I love <laughs> that moment. so intense yeah. when he said it, too. I love that moment he when was, he just turns no, on a I dime. He's like celebrating. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's go get her. <laughs> let's go get her. Um, yep. So now, uh, but Jim, of course, stops him, and now the four of them are in Michael's office. Michael, Kelly, Dwight, Jim, and Kelly denies that any wrongdoing, and then she blames rape. And yeah, Michael's like, you can't keep doing can't. that. Not again. No. Uh, finally, she comes clean, and Dwight wants to fire her. And Michael is sort of protecting her, and he's like, just get out of the office. Let me talk to her. And Dwight's like, I want to be right. here when you fire her. And he's like, I will call you when it's time. So When it's time, right. Before that, though... Uh, Jim was like, I already called a bunch of customers and none of them said they gave me bad reviews. Do you think that was a bluff or do you think the character Jim actually called? I don't know because all those customers? I, that would be an awkward conversation, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes though in management, you're, you do call or you do, you know, email or call or yeah. answer their Yelp review and, you know, yeah. try to find out more information and, you know, but it's never the person that the review is about that reaches out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like usually their supervisor or somebody human resources like, somebody like or, Kelly would call. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it would be, if somebody complained about me, it would be an awkward conversation for me to call them and be like, hey, what's the deal? Like, it would be confrontational, you know, and that right. that might not be the right approach if you're trying to yeah. win them back, you know? No, I agree. Because... I was just wondering what you thought, like, as far as Jim's character, if he was bluffing? Well, I don't know. Or I, that... I, I think Jim is an honest person, so I think Jim was probably smooth enough to yeah apologize if needed or get the truth from his clients you know okay okay so I, I i think it's real i was just wondering how you interpreted it okay yeah cool. no i've All i've right. never thought twice about it so okay um so michael kicks everybody out of the office except him and kelly and now michael is pretty much on kelly's side he's like i he confesses that he has problems with getting people to come to his house for parties too. And he's always got too much guacamole. I can't tell you how much guacamole I've eaten. I love that quote. Yeah. I, I actually wrote it down because I love it so much. Do you eat a lot of guacamole um, from parties? <laughs> well, this whole scene was just awesome. So yeah, it was, I have an, an enormous amount of trouble trying to get people to come to my place and I hate it. I can't tell you how much leftover guacamole I have ended up eating over the years. I don't even know why I make make it in such great quantities. I love that. But he what probably I really makes love, it in ridiculous quantities too. Yeah. But I I just I love this whole scene. I love everything about it. Um so he kinda you know, he's pretending to discipline her for I mean it's a pretty big thing she did you know changing yeah. the yeah. the reviews but it's such a sweet moment it's like a small moment but it's so sweet like it's it's moments like this that show or it kind of transforms michael's character from this just crazy you know comedic character and it makes him into a likable character, and it gives him so much depth. You know, you know, it shows his vulnerabilities, 
that everybody can relate to. You and know, I love that about this moment. There's so much to assume that Michael is an idiot. You know, there's so much right. evidence that proves that Michael is an idiot. However, he, he did get this job. Somebody hired right. him for this job. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't the only one gunning for this job. Somebody chose him for a reason. He, what we do know is he is a fantastic salesman, you know, so right. he has to be smart on that level, which I think we've seen in a few episodes, you know, when, when it's time for him to yeah. be a salesman, I think he comes through on that. But there's right. also times that we've seen throughout the series where he's got all of his employees backs as much of an idiot as he is. He does what he can to protect everybody. Even when he fired Devin in season two, uh, he didn't want to fire Devin and he had a problem firing Devin. And I think his employees have his back when it comes down to it as well. You know, it's like, sure, he may be an idiot, but he's their idiot, you know? So right. I, I think even and somebody like Stanley, always you know, an, would, an idiot and he's just so human, you yeah, know, it, like, the the whole this whole i mean the whole series is just like it's comedic moments and character development it's both you yeah. know what i mean it's, yeah for sure there it, it, i mean there's so many moments that like showcase the depth of the characters yeah. behind the the comedic facade kind of thing you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. there's so much more depth to it and that's what i love about this show yeah, this you know? show does get deep at times, but it just right. it's just so perfect. Like it's, it's it is yeah for a sitcom for what it is. It, it's like the first docu style, you know, documentary style show that there was. It, they just they nailed right. it on all fronts, and it was copied yeah. so many times afterward. But nobody right. nobody's done it like just, this since. So yeah, I mean, it's just like a recurring theme of like identity issues and like self-esteem and self-worth and yeah like the links that people will go to yeah to like um hurt people that hurt their ego kind of thing yeah you know and um i don't know just office dynamics and personal insecurities all mixed in together yeah you know it's, i mean and these are I all exaggerations it. of personalities but everybody yeah. is somebody in the office. Everybody, you can, there's so many relatable characters and characteristics. Yeah. I feel like I relate to Stanley a lot of times, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, he's an exaggeration, but I just want to come right. and do my job and get what I deserve. Like that, like that's my persona. Now I like to think that there's a little bit of Jim and a little bit of Dwight blended in there as well. But yeah, I think a lot of people would relate to Stanley, you know, where, that's, yeah. they, they just want to stay in their lane. They just want to do their time and get out. And I don't, I mean, right. he's, he's portrayed as a grump and I don't think most people are grumps, but with like the root of Stanley, I feel like a lot of people relate to. So. Right. No, um, I agree. I agree um, with that. I did look up uh, the most popular party snack and okay. the results were a little bit difficult to decipher but here is what i got so they were asked what is the best snack there were 640 respondents in this poll all of them 18 years and older the number one okay. answer was cookies the number two answer I, yeah the, the and this is not real fruit these are just snacks okay Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, because I know some people would say like pizza or whatever, but that's not a snack. That's that's a meal. So these are just snacks. So number one okay. is cookies. Number two is chips and crisps and pretzels. Okay. Number, okay. Number three is ice cream. Number four is yogurt and cheese. Number five is sweets. I guess that means like Werther's or something. You know, hard candies, suckers. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so what am I on? Six is nuts. Seven is chocolate bars. <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight is fruits. Nine is vegetables or vegetable chips, you know, like carrots. Yeah, whatever. right. And then 10 is other. So, yeah. Okay. 
I don't know of many parties, if any. I think chips would be number one. That yogurt yeah. would be brought. I mean, well, yogurt and cheese was like bunched things together. Made. Yeah, there's yeah. things that are made with yogurt, like dips and things like that. But I cannot think of one party where someone's like, I brought the yogurt. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I haven't been to that party. Well, I don't know if these are necessarily party snacks. I, these just might oh, be. I thought you said party snacks. Oh, okay. You are right. I'm sorry. I misread. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you were right. It is, it is party <laughs> snacks. My just, it's my brain. I'm, I'm malfunctioning. That's okay. Um, it's okay. But yeah, it, I think chips would be number one over cookies. Now, I think cookies taste better. I think cookies taste better. But I, if I'm having a party, I'm putting out chips. I'm not necessarily putting out cookies. Definitely not putting I out don't ice know. cream. I, I would put out both. I'm definitely not putting out ice cream. Not for a party. Like A hey birthday guys. party yeah, to go with cake. Yeah, okay. Uh, yogurt and cheese, that'd be a little bit of a stretch. Sweets, yes. Cheese. Nuts, definitely. Nuts, definitely. Chocolate bars, probably not. Cheese, definitely cheese. Yeah, but like cheese and crackers, maybe. Yeah, I do think it's funny that fruits and vegetable trays or vegetable chips they're they're at the bottom. So yeah, because I feel like at most parties that I go to, there's some kind of cheese and maybe cheese and crackers, maybe like you know like like a. But if there's cheese, there's definitely going to be that vegetable tray too, and maybe even the fruit tray. Right. There's always a vegetable tray. There's always a fruit tray. Yeah. And the, and sometimes, you know, what is it? Uh, charcuterie. Yeah. <laughs> Chattahoochee <laughs> boards. Chattahoochee board. Chattahoochee board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, those are popular now, but like when I was a younger it was always a vegetable tray yeah a lot of times it was someone you know they just pick it up from the grocery store yeah. bring it rip the plastic top off you rip know it off. <laughs> fruit trays same thing yeah. um chips cookies i feel like those are like the number one i agree i agree party that's my list that's yeah. the Jamie list. I would agree. I would do chips, then cookies, then cheese, then nuts. You know. Oh, nuts! Yeah, nuts. Yeah. I agree with nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> you bet you do. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. Right. So now Mike okay. is Mike's trying to discipline her, but he's like, "Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, if you can cry." do it you know but they so she tries to make crying sounds but they end up just laughing and jim, yeah. jim and dwight are just kind of staring at her you know right uh through the window like this is this is weird but i mean did dwight really expect her to get fired like i i guess I dwight would have fired her but that's i don't know i don't know right i mean they they didn't fire phyllis yeah they yeah. did you know yeah I mean, not Phyllis. Um, Meredith. Yeah. Meredith, right? Right. That hers was way worse. I feel like. Yeah. So. For sure. <laughs> so, then yeah. Jim is like, "Wow, Dwight was right," and Pam wonders what else Dwight was right about. And then there's a little Dwight montage, which I love. This Dwight montage. I have the audio if you'd like to listen. I to do it. too. I would love to listen to it because it goes so fast. Yeah. All right. So let's listen. This is uh, a Dwight montage from several different... They make it look like several different seasons, but it's it's not. So anyway, hang on. Here comes the Dwight audio. It is a fact that major pharmaceuticals do not want you to know that beet juice has medicinal value both as an aphrodisiac and a laxative. Every article by Christopher J. Kelly of the Scranton Times Tribune contains five to seven swear words hidden amongst the letters of other words. The Scranton Zoning Board has a strong bias against beet farmers. The mayor is in the pocket of big lettuce. Battlestar Galactica isn't a documentary, exactly. The book, All the President's Men, is about a conspiracy, just not the one people think. Jesus had a daughter, and she was the Mona Lisa. According to my sources, Scranton Mayor Chris Doherty checked out patio gardening over nine weeks ago from the Scranton Public Library. No fines, no fees. 
know nothing. Guess who appointed the head librarian? What we have come to know as fake crab meat is in fact real crab meat. And real crab meat is lobster. I love crab meat and fake crab meat. Yeah. Uh, it's also, good. also, the Mona Lisa is Jesus' daughter. So that made me laugh, that one. That was yeah. Funny. I got hung up on the beats. Yeah. So I got some beat, some beat facts for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, let's hear them. Um, well, he said that um, it was an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Okay. That it, according to lovebeats.com. <laughs> <laughs> what a website. What a website. Is this, did, is, is Dwight Cash Root the, the moderator of this website? Oh it's God. called Nature's Viagra. One of the earliest known benefits of the red beet is its use as an aphrodisiac during the Roman times. And it wasn't all folklore, as it has been found to contain high amounts of boron, which helps to increase the efficiency of the human sex hormones. Uh, so, yeah, and it does improve mood. It, it does a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like you eat them, you get have better bones, you have better heart health. Better boners, apparently. <laughs> better better bones and boners. <laughs> better boners. Uh better, better stamina, boners beats. Beats better, better boners. Blood pressure. Yeah. It helps with anemia and fatigue and bad cholesterol. It helps bring that down. So beat is like the Healthy miracle. Liver root. function. Yeah. According to lovebeats.com. We should uh like this, the total package. We should start a beat store and just call it Beats Better's Boners. So There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can make a fortune. Fortune. That's your million dollar business right there. Boom. Let's package it. <laughs> okay. Uh So now Alex visits Pam at her work and he tries to talk her out of leaving New York. And uh this was like all season Alex was supposed to be like a, a love interest, a semi love interest for Pam. And this was supposed to be his, I believe big spiel on getting her to stay. Uh, right. But Alex does make some valid points as far as her art career goes. There's no mention right. of his uh, professing love to her. So they, they keep it respectful in this, uh, in this episode and in, in all past episodes, really, he never crosses a line, but he was written. And I do believe they did film things where he may be pushing the boundaries of their friendship. Uh, but I think, right. I think Jenna and Jim or Jenna and John uh, pleaded with the writers to not do this, I think, because it was getting to be too much as far as like, okay. they just got together. Like, how can you, keep right like new york was enough to keep them apart yeah like why throw okay. Why okay. Throw i believe it was them and this was also the case in season eight when jim goes to florida and right. uh, pam's replacement i i believe they also uh put up a big stink about him cheating on pam too so right so that yeah. that never happens but i believe it was supposed to it was going to if it was up to the writers uh, so Jim does look worried. They kind of show it on him and you can tell that maybe, uh, Pam was like, oh yeah, like maybe I should stay a little bit longer. So, uh, but at the end of this awkward conversation between Alex and Pam and Jim listening in, Dwight finally sees the Bluetooth in Jim's ear. And so that's pretty much the end of the episode, but it goes on to this it doesn't feel like part of the episode, but it does show Dwight is meeting with Andy and Angela. Uh, it, nobody else is in the office, so this looks like it's after hours. I don't know if you noticed, but the office is completely empty, and it looks like the lights right. are kind of off in the background. So this clearly happens at a much later time. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be a stinger, but they really just included it like with the episode. 
Uh, right. But Dwight is meeting with Andy and Angela. They agree to use Shrewd Farms. Dwight is clearly flirting with Angela. I love how Andy's like trying to sneak I into the frame. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And yeah. Andy is completely clueless uh, in plain sight with what's happening. And he's just happy that they've found a place together. So, uh, but Dwight is, is basically seducing Angela right there in front of Andy. He's like, day it's, or night, call me, whatever you need. So, yes, it is so well done. Rain Wilson and Angela Kinsley, they, I, they nailed it. Those yeah. looks, they were so <laughs> subtle, but perfect. Yeah. That you could see their connection and, and obviously I, Andy's I just an it. idiot. I, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, but just their expressions and their eyes, their everything about it. They nailed it. Yeah. It was so good. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, he, he's just like, call me day or night, whatever you need. And then he looks at Andy and he's like, uh, and the wedding is off of your hands. So, and Andy's like relieved. Yeah. He, like, right. I think that's part of his blindness too, is that he's just so relieved that, all of the hard work he's been putting in and Angela has been shooting him down. She's finally happy. Yes. She's finally happy with it. She's going to take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. So from that, (laughs) from that aspect, I get it, you know, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was episode seven of customer survey. So. Yeah, it was good. There was a lot in there. There was a lot, was a in, lot there, in there, and I enjoyed it. A lot it. of theme. There was a lot of theme in there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of showing the vulnerabilities and insecurities yeah. through uh, several characters. I know? agree. I agree. There was a lot of insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially Michael. Like yeah. that, that whole... Oh, the guacamole. guacamole scene. Yeah. 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 It was just, it was just so well done. Yeah. Yeah. A whole bunch of insecurities. Now that you say that this, this episode was yeah. filled with insecurity. I wonder if that was like on a note right. card of theirs, like everybody must be insecure uh, because you, you got it some a good focus. Yeah. I mean, you there's get, some hilarious mo- moments too. Yeah. Cause so you got some Jim good... and Pam insecurities at the same time. Right. You got yep. Dwight insecurities with his paranoia in the customer right. reviews. You got uh, Michael insecurities. You got Kelly insecurities with nobody's coming to her party, so she must uh, right. lash out and punish. And even Jim, with a, you, you know, he freaks out over her being mad about not showing up at the party and not getting a mug. He felt yeah. left out, yeah. you know? I mean, there were so many yeah. throughout the whole episode. It was good. Yeah. I like this episode. I, I don't. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite. Although the butt liquor scene, uh, like oh, that's that one of my favorites the best. of the show. Yeah. Uh, overall, I don't think this is one of my favorite episodes, but it's still right a classic with classic moments in it. It so, is. Yeah. yeah, I almost, I almost asked if you wanted to play that clip, but I, I, I love almost the did, but rant. it was, it was yeah. so the long. So yeah. Good. It was yeah. it, it was so long, and I was like, I don't know what snippet to play from this, and right, uh, yeah. I, I think I would have played the like you need to fire the salesman that was rude to me, right? And, and then yeah, I was like, it's a million dollar sale, so it's like yeah, I, I think I would have played that, but ultimately I liked uh, what else Dwight could have been right about the whole time, and I wonder if he actually was right about those things, and that's why they decided to air it, so. Like was I don't that know. was that confirmation? That, was that it's confirmation so of the things he was right about? So <laughs> yeah, he goes so fast. I wanted to do some deep dives, more deep dives, but one. I would have to rewind, rewind, rewind yeah. to get I it off. <laughs> I didn't realize that he mentioned beats like two or three times. Like there were a few yeah. beat conspiracies. Right. There. I just love. Yeah. My, my favorite is Jesus had a daughter, and she was the Mona Lisa. And then right. what was the other one? God. It was like the last one he said. Uh, cool. Oh, lobster meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the I love fake crab meat. I don't care that it's fake crab meat. It tastes like real crab meat to me. Like <laughs> But isn't it isn't fake crab meat just like uh fish or something? I thought that's what I've always heard. Yeah. And it's just it's at one really time just... at one time I heard it was seagull. But how could it be seagull? It would have like a chicken texture to it. And that's not chicken. Yeah, I don't know. 
So I, I think it's I don't a know fish. if I want to know. I think I just want to be happily ignorant. Yeah. Like I, I just, you know? yeah. And, and I know it's not real crab meat, so I can accept it for what it is, but it tastes just fine. Like, right. To me, it does. I don't know how you feel, but it does to me. It's good. I like real better. Well, yeah. But I, I like the fake too. It's good. Yeah. So good crab roll. Good crab roll. And, and real crab meat <laughs> is actually lobster. <laughs> so. all right well that does it for us do you have anything else yes. you would like to add no it all was right. fun yeah it was fun it was a good time uh, thanks for yeah. listening everybody again please subscribe yes. please rate please review uh the please. five yes. stars are the best they definitely help us they are amazing they're perfect yeah you you know what <laughs> we you, need them we like them you guys are five stars too we would we give all of you five stars. So that's six stars. Six. Well, let's not overdo it. It's gonna break the all system. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We we appreciate everybody that listens. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So all right. And until then we'll be back in a few days with another episode of T V We Love. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages at TV We Love on Twitter, TV We Love on Facebook, and TV We Love Podcast on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all ratings and reviews, especially the five-star ones. We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love. Bye.